What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom socks. You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikhail Morrison in Salt Lake. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right. Thanks for coming back, guys. And thank you all for continuing to listen, leaving us the five-star reviews. We count on it. We love it. And we love you when you do it. So keep doing it so, we'll, so we can love you. We, we want to have a love We have a lot of love to offer. We do. It's a love-love situation. It's, it's a real love fest here. So it's not even Valentine's Day. But what are you, what are you kids up to these days? What's going on? What's new? Yeah. This morning, I, I I set my alarm really early, and I I got my coffee, and I put in a good hour, and then Oakley woke up, and I thought, you know, let's get the hell out of here. So we just left and walked just around left. the grocery, walked around the store for way too long. A little break, and a couple of ideas break. for upcoming yeah, projects yeah. came to me. Maybe it's about leaving the scene every so often. I mean. I know. You got to. You yeah, know I, when you you know when you have that feeling and it, you're just not feeling productive and you know you need to either go to bed, have another drink, or just step away altogether. One of the three. <laughs> I, I, I like to combine the first two. I like to drink and yeah, then go to go. bed, and then wake up with a a massive Great headache, idea. ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. But Why those not? ideas just keep coming and coming. Yeah. Exactly. I know. I feel like I'm working in shifts lately. I think that's kind of how. It's been feeling lately. It's like it's been coming home with me. It's working on the weekends. It's uh, I, I asked for it. You know, it's like it's been a it's been a tough few weeks. But like, man, it was all about just getting out there and kind of reconnecting with a lot of clients I hadn't heard from in a while and some going after some new ones. So it did kind of kick into gear. But uh, whew, it's like I need a little time off. I think we're all kind of feeling that, you know. Yeah, I need the work life yeah. balance. Well, I thought yeah. of you. I thought of you last night, Mikkel. I was. Uh, I saw Book of Mormon for the first time, so it's a lot of Salt Lake oh, City references. I, in that. I, yeah. I still haven't seen it. Did you oh, think God. it was an absolute kick? It's great. What it, it's um, yeah. I, I'm a total theater nerd too, so I can't believe it's taken me this long to see it. I feel mm-hmm. kind of ashamed of myself, but it's in Chicago, and I just wanted to get good tickets, but my friends are like, eh, "We don't really want to spend money." Hey. So I'm like, yeah. "So like, okay, let's." We so we did the ticket lottery. I don't know if anyone listening like has experienced this, but you go to the theater ahead of time, you put mm-hmm. in your name, and then they draw like ten names to get like really cheap front row tickets. Of wow. course, none of us got picked, so we get like the this the the remnant seats. Literally, me and my friend there was like six of us, so split, we're all were scattered. You split apart. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I was sitting with one of my friends. Okay. Literally, the back row of the balcony. Wow. Like we had like God's view, like looking down on the stage. So, mm-hmm. uh, but anyway, anyone who, who is listening, who has not seen it, it's hilarious. So it's worth a shot. Yeah. I saw it in New York uh, a year or two ago and I, I don't know what my, I think it was my hype. I, I was expecting it to go even more over the line and I just cause of knowing about who made it and 
everyone was talking about it so much. So I was yeah. expecting this like it was going to go so far over the line. Depending on where they're performing, you wouldn't think that that would be. The oh case no, I think it's just so. just just cast and crew really changes. I mean, yeah. they're pretty much to the T. Probably the same thing. Um, I liked how they did bring in a lot of the current. Um, they ad lib a lot and bring in a lot of current affair and things that are happening at the moment into each night, which is kind oh, of okay. funny. I don't that think I cool. noticed any of that, but yeah, we def- we definitely had a lot of walkouts. A lot of the blue Ugh. hairs who love to go to the theater, they uh, yeah. <laughs> were not not quite taken with halfway through the first act when it was like a song about F you God. So yeah, yeah they were they're like, I don't think we signed up for this. <laughs> yeah, that would have been that would have posed some shocking entertainment. I yeah. um just for the record, listeners, Wes mentioned he was thinking of me when he saw it, not because I'm Mormon, <laughs> but because you I'm insulted by them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's great. Yeah, I love she's not that I have way. anything against no. LDS. Oh my gosh, some of the nicest people we've met here, honestly. Yeah, and yeah. without there being any motive to convert, they are some of the nicest people we will ever meet, probably in our in our whole life. That's, that's cool. true. And you know, one of the nicest accounting software programs you'll ever find <laughs> is Fresh Books, baby. <laughs> that's also very true. Yeah, we love Fresh Books. Uh, basically, because we're designers, we're not accountants. We don't want to get involved in yeah. writing invoices and formatting invoices. Who needs that headache? Numbers. So anyway, yeah, numbers are not our <laughs> game, man. We're we Come are on. designers. So, um, but basically, Fresh Books makes it super easy to create the invoices, brand them so, so they look like they're from your company. Send them out. Even send reminders so you're always sure to get paid and you can always see when your client has viewed the invoice so there's no kind of question about it. Mm-hmm. And you've been using it for a while, right, Nick? Longer been, than we have. I'd say almost two and a half to three years now. Yeah. Oh. Best, and, best three <clears throat> years of your life. I tell you, without a glitch, no no issues at all. And like I think I said last time, but sometimes you think you, you caught a mistake and you're like, oh, it was it was me. It's like that's how good it keeps track of everything you have. And um, the nice thing about it, too, is uh, think of every invoice you use or set up is an invoice for a future one. So if you have done one that is a whole logo package, that is your template that you can use for the next one. So mm-hmm. you're not redoing it over and over and over again. You know, there's so many good advantages to the way it's set up being on the cloud. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What you I know? like too is the new feature. I don't even know if it's new, but I recently discovered that you can ask for a deposit. So you make one invoice. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do separate invoices for like the upfront it's deposit. The yeah. Right. And then you, it will record that the deposit's been paid when you, it's yeah. just really great. Yeah. 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 It's good stuff. So it, it also keeps track of your expenses for tax time. And the mobile app lets you take pictures of your receipts and it stores them for later for when you're doing your taxes. And we've re- worked out a deal. If you guys have not done this yet, come on, get with the program. It should we be there it. by now. Yeah. We have one month free for our listeners. You don't even need a credit card to set up, uh, to sign up. So you're going to go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and then enter deeply graphic in the how you heard about us section. So Freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic. Check them out. All right, cool. So on with the show, we mm-hmm. we decided to do an episode about because a lot of times I think a lot of our listeners, a lot of you guys listening, probably work in relative isolation. You're freelancers, mm-hmm. you get a project, and it's kind of just you running it, you designing. But what happens like, you know, if, if you've been designing it and then you show it to your client. 
and they're not feeling it for whatever reason. That something went wrong along the way, and we're going to talk all about how to reality check your freelance design projects mm-hmm. along the way so that you know, you're always keeping the objectives in mind and you're getting extra eyeballs on it so you know you're on the right track. Yeah, it's one of the first things I think we all lose sight of with timing, working on your own, juggling, going from one client to the next. So hopefully this will be a really good Definitely. conversation to kind of get you back on track with that because I think you, everyone gets there. You just got to have a little bit of knowledge and some tips to know where to go and what to do along the way, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, things can go off track when you're working alone for an extended period of time. Like a lot of times you'll lose sight of the original goals because mm-hmm. you're just you're working on it and you're refining it and you're just looking at it. It's kind of like an endless feedback loop in your own head. So you'll see something and like, oh, I like... I might like this better. I might, and then that morphs into something else. And before you know it, you've forgotten what the original goal, <laughs> what the, the original project, con- project scope was. Yeah. Yeah, that can happen. It used to happen to me quite a bit. You know, when I was newer. Um, so I, we're going to talk about some some tactics, I guess, mm-hmm. to kind of help you guys out. So the first one sounds kind of obvious, but I think people really miss it. Is keep the design brief handy throughout the project always keep it there Mm -hmm. what i would recommend is highlight some of the key phrases within it um and tack it up on your bulletin board put it up on the wall make sure that you're always keeping those major bullet points in mind throughout the Mm -hmm. entire design process yeah and and that's not only for you but like i like having that up on the wall so when a client sees maybe round one of something and they start questioning it, I can look right there and be like, well, we did agree on this. And hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, your work reflects that. But it's it's also a great checkpoint at that point. For them. Where when you're get, yeah, because I, and I'm, I'm dealing with about two or three issues with that right now where it's like, we we said this, guys. So changing it, you know, puts us not only off timing, but off budget. So you know, these are all those things I think we need to like first look at ourselves and say, am I on track before you even show anything? But Mm -hmm. this, this tactic works so many different phases of the, of the project, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And the the thing is like, once you have it on the wall and you're kind of checking everything against it all the time, Mm -hmm. you'll really start to like internalize all those concepts without even thinking now. Yeah. Right. Because you're always looking at it. That way you're never going to forget what the goals are because they're there. Yeah. And I think a lot of us tend to just um, keep these things digitally on our computers. And I'm all for saving the trees for, for sure. But <laughs> this is where a printer does come in handy. Like I do recommend printing it out the old-fashioned way and just kind of having yeah. a hard copy. Because if it's just in a Google Doc somewhere or on a PDF <sighs> in your computer, it's going to be harder to check against it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and having that visual reminder, <laughs> gosh, that makes such a difference for me nowadays. Because it's so easy. I think we're 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 so um, as creatives. I think we look at influence and inspiration everywhere. So it's very easy to go off track. Because let's say you were supposed to stick in this zone for something, but around you is something totally different, right? Yeah, you get inspired so, somewhere. Yeah, or you see something really quick on, on a blog or something you've seen or noticed and made a bookmark of, and it's so easy to get on to that bandwagon because it just was something so cool. But, man, 
totally better to stay on track with what you agreed on. I, I think it, it goes in, in line with everything we've talked about when we were doing that discovery, you know, because mm-hmm. you got that sign off. So let's go that way and that way only. And, and it saves time. You're, you, you might be a little quicker now because you're, you're so much more focused, you know, mm-hmm. you're not spending six hours. You're maybe doing it in three and a half. Yeah, absolutely. And we're not saying, by the way, like not to check what you're doing against other stuff, because that actually is one of my points. Um, yeah. But what I'm, if you get inspired outside of the, the original scope a little bit, mm-hmm. that's okay, but you have to check it against the brief and make yeah. check it against the original goals. Make sure it's not detracting, but it's mm-hmm. adding to it. Yeah. Because, yeah, the next thing I was going to bring up is, you know, go turn to other sources. Like once you've got something on, on paper, once you've got something designed, look at what other people are doing. I mean, you should do that Mm. to begin with, but once you've kind of got a sense of what you're doing, look at other sources, see what is working for other people and how yours Mm. measures up to it. Mm -hmm. Um, if we're talking about a website, um, you know, you should have done this homework in the beginning, not saying not to do that, but once you've got like, let's say the homepage designed, Check it against other ones. Make sure like the usability mm-hmm. is on par or better than the other people, you know, the other competition is, is using. Mm-hmm. And if it's not on if it's not on par, if it's less than, ask yourself why. What's working here on this site that's not working on yours? Yeah. You know? I I, I tend to take that to a, a even more visual experiment. If it's a package design or a logo design. Uh, it makes it a little, and you can do it with web design as well. You stack it up against competitive uh, oh, yeah. people that were even on the list, or maybe something you talked about with the client at the very beginning. And I will, I've even gone to the part of I have about twenty or so shots I've taken within different retail, you know, grocery, electronic, and drop that package on shelves just to see for myself: does this work? Does this stand out? And it, it allows you to kind of measure up how you did. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that, that, it's even, that's even a better example than mine because, um, it's hard to design in the beginning thinking, okay, I'm going to make this stand out against everything else. You're going to do what you're going to do. Sure, and then you sure. have to see, does it, does it hold up? Does it stand up mm-hmm. to the competition? And you know, you're, yeah, you're right. And I, I, I like to, sometimes it, 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 what I think might be a departure or something too off it proves to be a good um, design solution when something is that different because those are the brands. I, I really encourage my clients not to copy another brand. You don't want to look like your competitor. Mm-hmm. You want to measure up and you want you want to look like you're part of the party, but you don't want to blend in as well. Yeah. So competing um, for attention, particularly exactly. on a shelf like that. Yeah, I, I think this brings up a really good thing that we all are probably trying to do a lot more of too: is think objectively with our own work. That is like, I think that's like the toughest thing for any designer to do, you know, and yeah. all these steps, I think, include that. And it's so, it, don't you find that to be one of the hardest things to actually dissect and look at your work and like critique it? <laughs> yeah, that yeah. only ever really happens the next day after you've been away. You've got to be, you've got to step away. And, right. and having that very first glance and knowing your very first initial reaction without mm-hmm without even thinking about how long you spent on it the day prior or whatever. It's it very true. Been. 
Yeah, I, I, you know what I did the other day, and I think this came up into a conversation that I had when we were working on some branding, but I printed everything out minutes before leaving the office, put it on the wall, and when I came in the next day, I looked at it just like you said, Mikel, and kind of went, oh my God, that option B? No way. Like it just didn't, like, it didn't even fit because I saw it with those fresh, the fresh eyes. You, I yeah. would have never seen that kind of the day before. Because you are so in it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Happens to me a lot when I'm designing logos because I'll have mm-hmm. so many concepts and yep. I'll think they're all working. And then, yeah, the next day I'll come back to it and I'm like, okay, A and C are completely out. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got to whittle them down from there. So, yeah, yeah step away it, from it for a day. It's definitely tough to do that. But um, I, I think you, you nailed it by breaking away from it and then coming back. Um, but try, you know, I, I've showed this with my students a lot. They can do this on the – we always take it on the next day and kind of revisit something. But if you can really look at your own work and kind of nitpick all the things that maybe it's line spacing, maybe it's letter spacing, maybe it's – are the colors in harmony? You know, um, How does that work in different sizes and different ratios? And, and look at it that way. Now you're automatically kind of being objective and you're, 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 you're putting the rules, those things that we all know as designers, uh, into – uh, the design you're looking at. So you can kind of question it, even if it's your own, you know, um, it's still yeah. tough. I think we all battle with it, but the more you can, um, I think you weed out a lot of the stuff that will just be confusing to the client. Yeah, for sure. And I think you, you know? do get better at it over time too. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's really hard at first to be objective about your own stuff, but Oh God. Um, yeah. I once heard, well, look Someone had a quote, I don't remember who it was, but they basically said, like, never look at your own work just to admire it. Like, look ah, at it with a, a very one. critical eye. Like, always look at it and say, what can I do better? Mm-hmm. Versus, like, ain't I great? Well, a good example of is, have you, I found an old portfolio of, like, package design I did about 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, my God. So there's your, there's your, that time really makes the difference when it comes to looking at things objectively. Oh, yeah. Because I looked at every font choice and every, <laughs> every, oh, my God. It was like, what were, what were we thinking? Yeah. You know? My, my favorite and, go-to fonts 10 years ago were, like, so laughable now. Oh, God. Even last year, they're kind of laughable. Yeah. It's like, you know, it, it, so time is the, is the key with that. And try to – I think another, another point is to make sure – whatever design you're doing stands the test of time. You know, mm-hmm. um, we're seeing companies refresh so quickly now that, um, Netflix is the latest one now. I know. And you know, DC comics did it again after th- just in three years, which yeah. was unbelievable. Uh, we could talk later probably about MasterCard. I don't know if you guys saw the new MasterCard logo that came out today. No. Came out Interesting. Today. Yeah. Take a look. Mm-hmm. We could, we could chat. It's kind of difficult to look at that. And then here we are trying to get whatever X amount our logo design is for a client. And these companies are resorting to this kind of stuff. It's like it makes it so much harder for us to be creative designers when this is the the benchmark. I, I just don't get it. I mean, it kind of makes our jobs easier, though. It's like, hey, MasterCard. <laughs> You're right. But then... It would, will a client think that it sh- if it's that much easier in design, should it be that much lower in price? I, I, you know what I mean? Right. Because like, no, it's yeah. The okay, companies master- that charge like millions of dollars for a logo, it's um, yeah. You know, I, my brain keeps going back to that London Olympics from like what was it, two thousand twelve? Mm-hmm. 
that was yeah. just that was just horrific looking. Like yeah, looked like a an aneurysm on paper. But don't forget, there are levels and levels of other that work beyond just the logo. There mm-hmm. is a Bible that is made that is the usage, the graphics, the patterns, the it, it, like it or not. The, you can't just say that they got a hundred thousand for like the logo, right? It's everything else that they yeah. did in addition to that. Now this Mastercard shows some really nice assets that they did that are beyond the logo, and I'm sure we're included with that price too. But when you just look at the logo design, I don't. It's like, come on, that's ten minutes. That is literally ten minutes. 10 I mean, minutes. yeah, that, it, they they took what they already had and just simplified it so much, which I I love simple. But, I do um, too. But wouldn't you think $100,000 plus would get you something that's not following trends that actually might set a trend? Yeah. Come on. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't, it really bothers me when I see that. I don't know. Yeah. Look at Mikkel. She's Mikkel's still in shock. She's just like, <laughs> if I ever showed that to a, a client, I would be laughed and hung up on. I, I I'm just I, so I, curious. <laughs> I'm just so curious yeah. about – the iterations prior to this final. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just goes to show you when you've made it, like what you said, this is a really, uh, a really top notch firm that did oh, it. Oh, there's no, no one bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that buys you a lot of cachet and I think you can do what you want at that point. Exactly. And that's what a lot of people It's, a, it's an interesting psychological thing that way. It is. You know, I, I just, as for such a resource and such a price tag, I would yeah. think you would dig a little deeper into that and it just to me it's going against everything one like i try to teach two we try to do three we we try to strive for right Mm -hmm. like i I, there's no i don't see no challenge in that i i just don't and so Mm -hmm. it's it it just i I don't know so with netflix it's just it's a new icon they haven't altered their logo it's something something in addition it's the in as a standalone yeah right i see kind of in a ribbon pattern which yeah, know, just seems not. It seems neither here nor there to me. I feel like all my icons on my iPhone are just changing now for no reason. I know, isn't that totally. isn't that the truth? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to sound I, like and, the angry designer yeah. guy, but it's none of them seem to make any uh, improvement. Yeah, yeah, that is just you know. so interesting. Yeah, but anyway, well, so the next thing we're going to talk about is um, you know something that's it feels a little touchy feely. I think a lot of people out there. are aren't really doing it. Marketers have been doing this for years and it's, it's, uh, you know, making customer personas. So, Mm -hmm. and if you design for these personas and you really put your mind inside of the mind of them, I think you're going to find that you're always designing with the right, uh, in the right frame of mind. So yeah, yeah. What I like to do now, I didn't used to do this with my clients, but during the discovery process, one of the meetings is all about kind of defining their customers. Um, mm-hmm. Because as we know, we're not designing anything for our customers. We're designing them for their customers. So, um, and that's something you really have to educate your client about too. And I yeah. think most people with any kind of business sense already know that. It's yeah. your smaller clients that are yeah. going to need to be talked into that because the smaller the client is, the more they make the mistake of thinking they have to love it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but so what I like to do is we go through a whole exercise where I ask them all these questions about their client base, who they are. And then with that information, I come up with, um, you know, one or two customer personas. 
uh, that we're going to design everything with that person in mind. So when you're doing a persona, we're not even talking about just specific types of people. You're trying to make like an amalgamation of all the people that are their number one customer. Mm-hmm. Give that person a name, give them mm-hmm. a job, uh, age, hobbies, all that stuff, and write it all down. Make this person like, and even get a photo to put with it. So you're you're designing everything for, you know, Sally, and so, as opposed mm-hmm. to customer segment X, mm-hmm. you because, know, you know, what are they? What's the what's that principle? I don't. It's got a name where it says basically eighty percent of your uh, effort is going to come from twenty percent. No, eighty percent of your gains are going to come from twenty percent of your effort. Exactly. Yeah. So you can design for everybody if you want to, but you're you're met watering down your message when you do that. So yeah, so you're, you're st- much- sticking to the main target and yes. identifying who they are. Mm-hmm. I love the idea. Like I've seen agencies use that method before, where they actually do have the pictures of someone who would be that, and it gives you a better kind of connection to that person when you're designing for them, right? Yeah, yeah. And I do that now with like with discovery, and then when I do the the presentation, the proposal presentation, I have these fully fleshed out uh, personas. And that's right. very impressive to my clients because they're mm-hmm. like, wow, this guy, they took the time to really dig deep into who we have to appeal to. And the great thing about this is you're taking them, the client, out of the equation a little bit yeah. and letting them make decisions that um, – because now whenever they say they don't like something, they don't like a color – they got to back can it say, up, man. You can say, but does Sally like it? Yeah, what yeah. Is, what does this person think of it? And the more they it's, – it's a little bit of a training exercise. Mm-hmm. If they don't already get the benefits, they kind of will the more you hit it over the head. So I love that. Yeah. So the way – the reason we're talking about you know, personas – Isn't it so funny when you're working with marketing management and they say, oh, the VP is going to love this concept? Mm-hmm. Well, What? Yeah. <laughs> Why did you just say that? That totally yeah. is off point. Yeah. Yeah. VP she better love it like because it. she be, she better love it because Sally loves it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's exactly. true. You're, you're right. I, I think we we think they're doing us a favor and telling us that the superiors are going to love something because it's right up their alley. Mm-hmm. We're not. It's it's ooh, it's Sally's alley. Get it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds a little. No. Sally's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Back that you, one you up, bring Nick. up you bring up a great point because uh, we are we we get into this situation a lot where the questions are asked. And no one can make up their mind. And we talked about this with, I think, a few other uh, podcasts where it makes so much sense to design for the consumer and the, who that target customer is. And if you can nail it to someone, that individual, then they can think a little bit easier and say, oh, we've already been edu- – Wes educated me on who this girl is and what she thinks and likes and her hobbies are. So let's design around that. Yeah, and it lets your client be much more because we just talked about us being objective, looking at our work. Mm-hmm. That allows the client to be objective too, so that their own their own personal taste will always factor in a little bit. But you know, the more they kind of wrap their head around the idea that it's not important what they think, it's important what Sally thinks. And yep. um, so, if we have these personas, um, and it, it'll be your job to come up with them, unless your client already has these personas. Yeah, um, I used to do um, support for this um, brand brand strategists group. That's mm-hmm. all. They were brand strategists. They were all brand strategists, and there were 
maybe 20 of them that I can remember. And what they did was they traveled around the world and they did interviews based on the brands they were studying and put personas. Sign me up. No doubt, right? God, like, oh, job. we went clubbing in London last night because For we were work. studying. <laughs> we were studying how Corona is 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 drank amongst that demographic. Yeah. Oh, it, well, that's just, a little fishy to me, but I like. I want that job. Just fascinating. <laughs> I still so want it. they would do all the homework, put it in in terms, and then I would have to bring visuals to cool. those terms. Mm-hmm. They did all of that crazy homework and I just had to, I just had to bring it to life with respect to graphic illustration. So mm-hmm. it just depends on who you're working with. But, it, and, and this is also making me think that if you're not, if you're not just putting creatives, creative concepts to what's already been determined by the client, you need the, to up the ante with respect mm-hmm. to number of hours, part of this project scope to account for those personas and that study mm-hmm. time and that research and mm-hmm. putting together the silhouettes or however you want to illustrate this to indicate those personas. Yeah, That's time and, and money. Yeah. And, and don't look at that as any kind of like upsell on your part um, to where you shouldn't be charging for that because Without knowing that, you're kind of just taking stabs in the dark anyway. So that, right. that's a really um, important yeah. piece of the puzzle, actually, is having those personas. So uh, make it clear to your clients up front that that's something you're going to do. Mm-hmm. If, I mean, now that I have started doing it, I can't imagine going back and not doing it anymore because everything would, was kind of more superficial without it. Yeah, and I think you said, you know? too, a, long, a while back with adding all this discovery, adding all this discovery at the beginning – Mm-hmm. does weed out some of those ones that just yeah. either weren't yeah. at the budget already or don't yeah. understand your contribution. And mm-hmm. that that's a good thing. Get the ones that do appreciate this and will pay for that because really, God, all think of everything we're talking about here. This, this is, this answers a lot of the questions we get about how do I expand my business? How do I take it to the next level? You yeah. are more than a designer guys. You could do this stuff. This is the stuff you know, how many have you have you seen how many articles have you seen where it's like, is this the end of the advertising agencies or because the design agencies are kind of being able to do both. So let's yeah. be many versions of those. Let's 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 up up our services by doing this. Yeah, because I mean almost anybody mm-hmm. can design. Like not everyone can that's gonna that's gonna incite a right when I say <laughs> that. But you know, we all have a taste. We can all and the, the software is certainly there. Not everyone has the best taste, but mm-hmm. um, the way there are enough designers that that's why I think our price point kind of gets taken down a notch. But when totally. you can start providing measurable kind of value, ROI to your clients with this kind of thing, then you can charge more. And you'll mm-hmm. get a better class of client. And the better clients with bigger budgets tend to not uh, have have as many interfering opinions, I found, too. You're right. You know? You're right. They, they let you lead and follow with you along the way. The ones yeah. that kind of put up the roadblocks and the obstacles, chances are I can look back at those and go, the signs were there. Oh, you yeah. know? <laughs> because the ones, the ones with no money, especially I'm thinking of the startups that are just mm-hmm. – Someone with using using their own Mastercard. Speaking of Mastercard yeah. again, to uh, to finance the operation, they are going to like put everything you do under such a fine tooth comb be- or under a mm-hmm. microscope because they're paying every for penny. it. Every yeah. penny. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So we've talked about that before, but totally. you know, so so get these personas set up. Um, 
and just design everything you do with that person in mind. And always every decision you come back to, consult the brief and look at that little, I recommend again, making a, a hard copy of put this person's picture up there mm-hmm. with the name, hobbies, everything, age, how tech savvy are they? Mm-hmm. So if you're doing a website, like, can you get away with certain functionalities nice. or are they a different kind of demographic that you have to do things in a, in a different way? That's a great point. Yeah. I bet you that has eliminated so many crazy back and forths because you just ask, can, is she this tax tech savvy to do it in the first place? Does that feature on the site even have a meaning? Yeah. Well, I mean, a great yeah. example is like now we're starting to see uh, more and more the little hamburger menu on websites, you know, the mm-hmm. hidden menu. Yeah. So you have to ask yourself, is the demographic older or younger? The the younger demographic tends to understand that icon a little bit more. Yeah. So you can get, a, I'm not saying you always should use it anyway, but that's a yeah. topic for a different Oprah. But then, um, you know, if you can get away with it, then it's on the table. But if it's for an older demographic who has no idea what that icon even means, yeah, for the most part, then it's not even, you know, yeah. worth the discussion. Qu- so question, question for you when you're, when you are building a persona like that and the question comes up, how tech savvy is our our girl or a guy? What, do you have any insight as to where you're finding the answers to some of these questions? If it's something that seems a little like, ooh, that could go either way. Yeah, okay, so sometimes if you've got analytics, like if it's an existing mm-hmm. site, you can absolutely look through and you can see um, certain demographics that are indicators, like what kind of browser they're on, um, you know, nice. Okay. Usually, that tells if, you a lot. if they're yeah. on kind of an older browser, that kind of tells you they're a Explorer. little less tech savvy. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're on web. They're on web TV. <laughs> yeah, like what kind of screen resolution? Things like that are little <laughs> indicators. But a lot yeah. of times, if it's a new site, you really have to kind of um, use your imagination. You really have to mm-hmm. kind of get in the headspace of this person. And a lot of times, it is a bit of a stab in the dark. But it has to be coming from an ed- educated guess kind of mm-hmm. place. At least you're t- hey, and at least you're adding this level to the whole mix rather yeah. than leaving it out. It, it can only help. I get that. Yeah, yeah. So it's better yeah. to do even if it's a kind of an educated guess. It's better than not doing it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, cool. So the next thing that we want to talk about is so you've you've kind of done as much as you can do on your own. You've consulted the brief. You've put yourself inside the head of the persona. But what if you want to get other people's opinions? Because sometimes it kind of comes to that. So um, oh, yeah. you can host a casual focus group at your place. Um, get some friends together. Get some family together. It doesn't have to be all about come over to test this website or take a look at this you know, brochure or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, just have them over for any old reason. Netflix binge, party, mm-hmm. anything, just a get-together. And while they're there, just take a few minutes and have people kind of check it out in yeah. real time. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm going to come at it from a place of web design because I think this makes the most sense in this case. But, Nick, you chime in or yeah. chime in with your print stuff or Mikkel. Um, so basically, let's say you're, you're working on a website and – you know, this can go one or, one or one of two ways. Maybe you have a working prototype at this point, or maybe you just have some PSDs. Uh, mm-hmm. Either way, so if it's a working prototype, if, if it's been developed somewhat, look over their shoulder and ask them to use the site. Mm-hmm. First thing you're going to want to do, have them look at it for about 
five seconds and then pull it away and say, what was that about? What's the product nice. or service being offered? If they can't tell you definitively, then there's more work to be done. Mm-hmm. Back to the like drawing that's, board. <laughs> that's the first yeah. thing, because if, if you can't convey what the product or service is immediately, mm-hmm. then that's, that's a really oh, bad yeah. sign. Oh, dude, that works in every line of what we do. I think that's yeah. a great test. You yeah. know? And there's, there's actually a website. Um, damn, I just thought about that. I just remember so like this. First, first impressions it's called or something like, like that. <laughs> I want to say it's called like threesecondtest.com or something like that. Interesting. Okay. Where you literally you, you upload a, a screen capture and users will go on and they'll flash it Smart. for a few seconds and then people have to type in what they think it, it is. Smart. That's and then really you get all good. that feedback. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. So, you know, you can do that online or you can do it with mm-hmm. your friends. And, you know, the other thing to do after that, have them use the site for a little bit. Have mm-hmm. them and ask them Pop, questions as they're doing it. Yeah. And have mm-hmm. them kind of describe their thought process as they're doing it as well. Um, and if you don't have a workable uh, prototype, if it's just PSD files, have them kind of scroll down the page and have them tell you what they would click on if they were on the site and what they would expect to find. Yeah. You know, what they would expect to happen once they did click on it to see if it goes along with what you were envisioning. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes yeah. as designers, we work on a different wavelength and we forget that there are real users out there who may not kind of get what it is you're going for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love having another sets of eyes on things and, I, I've seen a huge difference in now having two people with me on a daily basis. What a difference that makes to have some extra eyes on stuff. Mm-hmm. I call one of my guys, Steven. He's like my spell check for design. <laughs> you know, <laughs> spell check before you send an email off. It's like yeah. he he catches little things or even vice versa when we're all working together and everyone's working on the same project and we can put some concepts up. I can grab a a little nugget of like, wow, I love what you did there. And then we love here. And like, how do we combine these two and Matt now take the best two things we saw and put it into one option. Um, but even just catching those little things like line spacing or letter spacing in a logo, I'm sure Mikhail's nodding her head. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. The colors, you might love a color combination, but somebody else will look at it and be like, that reminds me of, and you're like, I didn't even think it, of that. It wouldn't have occurred to you. Of course. Because yeah. right. you're, again, you're so glued in to yeah. that concept because you designed it. And yeah. you're, sometimes the influence isn't even that, um, that apparent to you. And you, you're copying something almost without knowing. I had a, oh, yeah. one option was on the board the other day. And luckily, uh, a colleague before the client saw it and said, the W looks way too much like the, the old retro Wilson sports, you know, Wilson tennis balls and all that, mm. the logo. And I didn't even see that. And it was such a great call out that I was so glad somebody saw that. And I, here I was, it went from my favorite idea to like, okay, that can go in the, the, that can go in the, uh, you know, the libraries now for maybe something down the road, Yeah, (laughs) you know, but, um, all in all, it's so good to have that. And if you don't have that person, like you said, Wes, have people just that you trust or even other designers you might know kind of Mm -hmm. be a part of that and see it. Again, too, anything you post on Instagram, a lot of times I've been seeing designers posting things with the options on there and getting people to chime in and say, help me out here. Option one to six, what do you think? What do you, what do you see when these come on? And, and people, it's, 
you get the best part of you know that whole thing we say like people are not afraid to say anything on the internet because it's kind of totally. faceless yeah. a little. Yeah. So hey, I'll take your constructive criticism if yeah. it's going to help it's me. It's like they're eager right? to participate. It's really interesting. I love when you post a final one and you get someone asking, giving you revisions. I'm like, I wasn't asking for it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's one I of know. my favorites. But some people you know, just can't help it. But be um, clear. Put it out there and say, give me, give me some, give me some uh, heads up here. What do you think? Ask for it. Yeah, and ask the people who you know are going to be honest with you because there's always mm-hmm. going to be people. Like if you ask your mom, she's always going to be like, oh, it's great. I love it. Don't change a thing, but not necessarily. Uh, Oh, I get uh, from Betty. I constantly get, what is it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was a good impersonation. I've never met her. (laughs) I've never met Betty, but she sounds like a delight. Or she'll think that it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be ha ha funny. And she'll just say, I don't get it. Like she's Mm -hmm. completely missing something. There's nothing to get mom. It's a logo. (laughs) I'm just sharing with you. Anyway. Um, so I like the I, old MasterCard logo. Yeah. The other thing about if you don't have time for um, rounding up a quick casual focus group, and oftentimes we don't, mm-hmm. we need feedback in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I'm, I've got three separate Slack accounts up running every single day. And amongst them, one is for my company and others are supporting other companies. And I know those other companies have designers in house. I've asked to be linked with them. Ah, good idea. And there's no reason that you can't just throw a screen capture up there and get some quick feedback from somebody. Mm -hmm. And then what's awesome is that there can be a trade that happens between you and who, and you know, one other, two others, three others. It can be really beneficial. Yeah. And there are like public Slack channels, right? For designers yeah. or yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that's yes. a great yeah. great option. Behance well has Facebook. a work in progress. Oh, they if do? You, yeah. So if you post something, right. you can, there's two options. It goes, do you want to post it to your portfolio or to a work in progress? Yes. And do the work in progress because people will do look at that on a mm-hmm. daily basis to kind of chime in and you can put stuff great. very, yeah. very rough um, and in development. Which is cool. So if you're not the around people, with, there's a convenience with sending visuals to those that are insiders with the company and understand the brand. Yeah. But there's also benefits to showing random to to showing to just random people of the public and asking mm-hmm. if they if they need it to be spelled out for them because if they mm-hmm. do, then you're you may be find that you're off on the yeah. wrong track. Yeah. Absolutely. So a few other places would be, you know, Facebook groups, uh, LinkedIn mm-hmm. design groups, LinkedIn groups. Yep. Yeah. Those are great have places you, to get some opinions. Have you seen some of like, I, 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 there was this one that was on for months on LinkedIn and it was like, I hate to say it. They were the worst logo concepts I've ever seen. And this guy had like a million like votes and comments. Oh, I was like, no, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I'm like, I'm like, I can't get 15 people to comment on something on LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get that world. Helps to have but lots that's... of uh, connections on there, I guess. I guess. Uh, it, yeah. some of these, I guess it, like, there's something about it went viral. It had to. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Maybe because right. they were so bad. Could be. Could... It might have been like the, the <laughs> William Hung of LinkedIn <laughs> design. <laughs> let's, let's think it was that and feel a lot yeah. better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now is like this one is kind of the – I feel like it's the most uh, needed 
the most mm-hmm. necessary. Um, what I recommend highly is scheduling. So once you kick off a project, you're going to tell your client, we're meeting every week at this time on this day. Come up with a day and time mm-hmm. that works. Um, I know for me, I like to schedule all my meetings on you know Friday afternoons and just have okay. just kind of roll them one after another. Um, but whatever works for your client, it has to work for them too. So you're going to tell them, we're, we're going to meet every week. This is going to keep us on track. This way you, we can talk about things that are upcoming, things that are completed, things that are roadblocks, all that good stuff. And just yeah. make sure they are on board to treat it as a priority. Yes. Um, yeah. And you have to be diplomatic about that, but you know, just tell them, like, I know there's going to be a lot of times when there's, it's going to seem like something else is coming up that's more important. But trust me, this is important because you've hired me to do this job and you want it to be done on time and this is the only way to do it. So the, the cool thing about having these client meetings is you can show stuff in progress and never mm-hmm. get too far off track. Yeah, because you know? you're, um, you're, you're adding checkpoints kind of? Yeah, you're showing in, in stages. Yeah. yeah, It's like one of my web design projects right now, for instance. Like, you know, we once I had the homepage design, I presented that to him in real time on one of our Friday meetings. Mm-hmm. Then the next week, um, you know, then I got a sign off from it because we we talked about it. Luckily, he actually liked everything. But had he not liked everything, I would have heard that in his voice. Like, yeah, a lot of times yeah. when you just email something, you're waiting with bated breath. Like, oh, my God, what? they hate it. But if you're presenting it in real time, you can always kind of tell tell if they're responding to it favorably or not. Yeah. You know? um, it's and those you can little clues any, you're getting, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can address anything in real time. Like. Either you uh, defend it and mm-hmm. tell them why you did it, or, or maybe if it was just a desi- design decision that can be changed, and you tell they're not, it's not going the way you want. You talk about it, and that yeah. way you never get too far. Of course, the worst thing you can do is design a whole website or a whole anything, start to finish, completely uh, on the wrong without track. anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, eighteen hours gone. Or yeah, however. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, in the case of a website, I mean, way more than oh, that. Oh, God. So, yeah. I mean, and obviously, you should always be showing things in stages anyway. Mm-hmm. But once you break it down week by week, now you're never going to get too crazy. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. And I, I also, as an aside, I highly recommend presenting everything like that. If it's not in, I don't mean in person, in person, I just mean like over a screen share. Or something. And, yeah, and I, part of a discussion yeah. that's live, I yes. think, is yeah. a, I'd love to start bringing that into play a little bit more, even when it's just as simple as branding, because I think it gives you a better, um, God, it's such a better opportunity, like you said, one to not just keep the process moving along, but with each step, I think you're fine tuning it probably so much better than you would if it was just over email. And here's everything, comment on your own, and I'm not there mm-hmm. to kind of guide a little bit right yeah. sounds like that's what you can do and you can kind of oh yeah you'd hold- be amazed how you can kind of talk them into stuff and that sounds like you're trying to pull one over on them i don't mean it like oh that. yeah 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 i just I mean like yeah. ideally you should have been designing kind of with a purpose in mm-hmm. mind and you can right. what i like to do is i i take them through everything and i said i did this here i did this here because of this and why I mean, yeah yeah and some things are always going to be a little arbitrary and just pure design decisions. Mm-hmm. But if that comes up, you say if you had a reason for it, you say what that is. If not, and you think that they have their opinion is a good one that will mm-hmm. 
this, you know, take the project in a good direction, note yeah. it down. If you think their opinion is going to take it in a bad direction, tell them why. Yeah. You know, um, it helps to just have those conversations rather than have them via email. So, um, I'm, I'm now a believer in never presenting a proposal in an email mm-hmm. and never presenting, uh, concepts in an email, present it in, in real time. It's a good point. I was thinking of, as you were saying that the whole proposal side and estimate side and the, the first stage, why not do it live too? It just oh, yeah. gives you a better chance to, to explain your, your whole s- style of working. And I think it, if they're making a big, a big uh, investment on this with you and you're new, why not give them more, you know, to say, ah, I like this guy or girl. She, they get it. You're getting a great and, and opportunity to do that. they're putting in the time because almost everybody mm-hmm. else you're going to compete against is just mm-hmm. going to email in a proposal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just and like interviewing. Yeah. It's just like yeah. interviewing for a job. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't do it all over email and phone. You go. Right. You actually meet and you get personality. You get a good vibe. Yeah. Why not give you an extra chance to um to to show off a little bit more? You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of our our best bet scenario for reality checking your projects midway nice. through and all the way through every step of the way. So you'll never get, you know, too far off course, and mm-hmm. your clients will always be in the loop, and uh, you know, keeps things moving along very smoothly. So totally. And speaking of smoothly, we got Green Geeks <laughs> web hosting. So web hosting obviously is, isn't one of those things that is super exciting or sexy or anything like that, but it's necessary. We all have a portfolio website and some of us have clients who, uh, who have websites as well. So all you can really ask for is a host that makes things easy on you and you don't really have to think about it too much. Green Geeks is amazing. Uh, unlimited space and data transfer, free domain name registration or transfer. They've, and the best thing ever is it's just 24 seven, 365 US based support. There's nothing worse than a web host company that you email them with a problem and they act, they just send you back the nerdiest answer ever, like expecting <laughs> you to be a, the IT guy of the company. Nice. That's not what Green Geeks is about. <laughs> oh, God. That, I used to hate that so much. <laughs> so they, they've got like kind of the best thing of like, because GoDaddy has good support. Like you can call them and talk to them, but GoDaddy kind of sucks other than that. Yeah. So Green yeah. Geeks is a good, like it's actually a good web hosting company with all the best parts of that. So um, they'll migrate your site for you for free. Uh, you can't beat that. So and they have reseller hosting. You can white label hosting for your clients, make some extra money there. Uh, reseller plans start at nineteen ninety five a month, and individual plans start at just three ninety six a month. That's pretty good, and we can make it even better for you with twenty percent off your first billing cycle. Just go to thedeependdesign.com slash hosting and use the promo code Take Twenty Off. So again, you're not going to go right to their website. You're going to go to thedeependdesign.com slash hosting and use the promo code Take Two Zero Off. All right. We got a listener question, don't we? All right, as usual. Yes, we do. All right, so this, this the, today's question comes to us from Dewey Entrekin. Mikkel, you want to read this one? Dewey writes, longtime listener, I'll be straight to the point. I know that I want to own my own studio, keep it relatively small. I've got all the infrastructure in place, such as equipment, website, social media, chamber of commerce membership, stationery, etc. But I've 
always let my fears keep me in the relative safe safety of full-time employment. I've been in a new job for the last year and have fell in love with the work of a coworker of mine and we've hit it off professionally. We both want to push the business forward. How do you all face the fear of going out on your own and take and take the plunge? Any advice? Yeah. So this one's a little interesting because uh, he wants to go out with someone else. Somebody mm-hmm. else, yeah. Like a partnership, yeah. Um, strength in numbers, And I love it man. that it's yeah. not his brother and it's not his girlfriend and it's somebody that he that sounds like the foundation is in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it sounds like the workings of a good sitcom. It sounds like they could be a possible love interest. Total. Unless, yeah. yeah. I'm picturing a Sam it's, and Diane kind of dynamic here, but. I just looked him up. It's Dewey and Deborah. <laughs> there we go. Dewey and Deborah. You know what? Can I, can I. Take it respond to this first, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. From the way that this is phrased, um, to us, it, Dewey writes as though the fears that he may have Mm -hmm. are a negative thing Mm -hmm. and they don't have to be, you can embrace the fear, Dewey, Mm -hmm. embrace the fear, embrace the fear and buy his total t-shirt. What I mean by (laughs) that is that if if Cat for poster. any reason ongoing you're in a panic, you have fears, you're nervous, you're stressed out, yeah. you're only gonna succeed. That's always, always a good sign. If you mm-hmm. didn't I, care, you'd you'd if flop. you didn't care, <laughs> if you didn't give two shits, if there were no fears, then this wouldn't he wouldn't even taken the time to write this in as a question. I think these are mm-hmm. awesome signs. Don't mm-hmm. try to work against the fear and try to rid it in order to initiate your business with this guy mm-hmm. or, or female or mm-hmm. whoever, whoever it is, T- take it by the horns and know that that's how you're going to accomplish things. Yeah. Don't, mm-hmm. I would say don't do it half fast. You go, you go a thousand percent with this thing. It sounds like his decisions there. I love that you found someone that is great. I know a few great examples of people who did it in pairs rather than solo. And I always envied them because they had an equal from the very beginning. Mm, And I find now with the way it is with business, I'm only bringing in people to be, um, I would love to have an equal that would be that just as powerful to kind of bring them on board now, but that's tough. So if you're doing it from the beginning, I think that's a great advantage and you guys yeah. can craft and, and, and mold the business you want. Um, I would say this, kind of piggybacking off of what you said, um, Mikhail, those fears and everything, when, the, when those happen, you're going to find your own way to kind of obviously get over those when you're in your business. I think we can give you tips and, and tricks on what to do, but some of that stuff has to be learned in your own world. Like when you get to that part about invoicing, what do you do, right? When you get to that point about finding new clients, ask around, what do you do? But for now, what you can do, at least like we've said a hundred times is save your money, get yourself ready to a point where you could take this leap and financially, maybe you're not as, as uh, worried as you would if you were to do it with very little, you know? Mm -hmm. So give yourself bet on yourself. I always say too, put that down, have something to, um, have resources to go to money wise, financially wise, so you can give this the best chance possible. Cause it sounds like you're there. It sounds like you're going to do a great job and you're going to love every minute of it. That I can tell you is over the hurdle. Um, but just do your best preparation now and get the word out and let everyone know you're going to do this. Yeah. That'd be my, that'd be my goal. 
or okay. suggestions. I think that the best advice I can give you is, yeah, go go all the way with it. However, don't go all the way to where you're you're spending money on the wrong things right away. Mm-hmm. Like Nick, you just got your own kind of office space, which is great, mm-hmm. but I would never recommend starting that way. Took four um, years. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people make the mistake of going out and like, yeah, we got to get a cool oh. office space. Don't yeah, keep it very lean at first. Keep it to the bare minimum. Spend yeah. your money wisely. And um, hopefully uh, your new partner fills in your gaps. Hopefully you guys don't do the same exact bring the same exact skill set. You complement like, each other, yeah. Yeah. I mean, ideally, mm-hmm. like, I think if I'm going to start a new business with someone, I would want someone who's got, like, a great, like, administrative head on their shoulders, like someone who's mm-hmm. going to do the getting the, the and kind of, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, even if you two both do the same thing, don't let that stop you. Just figure out where your, uh, you know, where your weaknesses are so you can and be honest with it. it. Be honest with yeah. that, too. Yeah. If someone is stronger in one area, lead that. If someone's stronger in the other area, let that person lead that thing. Um, yep. I think that comes is a, just a good harmony of what you want to you what you want to do. But I think you grit up you grit, bring up a great point. Take advantage of the fact that design studios, very successful ones, are being run from homes. That yeah. it, it doesn't you don't have to have all the flash at the very beginning. Be wise no, about it, it and time. do it right. But yeah. when I when I look up some of these people and they and, and some of their websites, they they'll brag that they're they have this home studio. And it's like we got to take advantage of the fact that that's um, looked that's not looked down upon the way it probably was 20 years ago, where yeah. it's like, oh, you're just a you're just a home designer. We we have a whole different industry now. So don't worry yeah. about that. Just do the great work and, and, and kick ass at starting it up. You know, absolutely. All right, cool. We'll keep sending in those listener questions to questions at thedeependdesign.com. And of course, we love the audio ones. And uh, yeah, on Twitter using hashtag DGDC. All right, guys, where can people find you online, Mikkel? I can be found at MKM Design Co. on Instagram and MKMDesignCo.com. Sweet. Nicholas? Nice. Uh, LongoDesigns.com, which will soon feature a introductory video that was just shot last week. Yeah, it will. Thank you very much, Wes. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. Learning about it, the video. Take Took advantage of the new uh, space to kind of say, okay, now it's time to do a video. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I want to see that. And uh, yeah, it will be up soon. Live. And uh, Longo Designs on Instagram, Longo Designs Inc. on Twitter. Cool. You can follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell or on Facebook at facebook.com slash the deep end design. All right. Well, with that in mind, keep designing. Catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast.